to leak All your floors really squeak You live in a money pit Money pit If your basement needs a pump Or your place looks like a dump You live in a money pit Money pit Pick up the telephone Fix up your whole sweet home I call an 888 money pit Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma at one eight 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 Money Pit because we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. Take a look around. We know that there is one item, just one. We don't want you to do a lot of things. We're not going to say, hey, what are you doing? Why don't you throw an addition on your house this weekend? You got nothing else going on. <laughs> no, but maybe you can just, you know, paint a wall. Fix that squeaky floor, repair the door, you know, that project that your husband or wife has been bugging you to get done. Tick one item off the honeydew list. Let us help. Pick up the phone. We will here to make it easy, make it simple, make it fast, and you can get on to your uh, summer weekend of hanging out and simply relaxing and enjoying your home. Speaking of which, coming up this hour... We're going to give you one project that would be time well spent. We're going to teach you how to do a deck checkup to make sure that your deck is in good shape for a season of summer fun and relaxation. We want to make sure that that structure is safe. It takes a lot of use. It takes a lot of abuse. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that it doesn't fall down around you. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at your garage and you're thinking, man, that's an underused space. How can I make it better? Well, Father's Day is right around the corner. So how about treating the dads in your life to a garage makeover? We've got some info on new and innovative products that can make that happen. Plus, if you pick up the phone and give us a call right now, we've got a great prize we're giving away. It's the Stanley 3-in-1 Tripod Flashlight. It's worth about 30 bucks, and it would make a great gift for a dad for his special day. I love this flashlight because it's like having three oh, flashlights so in one. It totally stands wherever you need it. All locks together. you got to see it. Check it out. Worth 30 bucks. The Stanley 3-in-1 Tripod Flashlight. Going to go to one caller who reaches us on today's show at one eight 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 Money Pit. So give us a call right now, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Gene in Louisiana has an insulation question. What can we do for you? Yes, my question is, I live in an older home with no insulation except what I have rolled in myself. I just rolled it in. I am considering putting in blown-in insulation, and I wish to know if I need to keep using the rolled-in or if I have to put a moisture barrier down to have put underneath the blown-in insulation. So right now you have uh, you have insulation bats, correct? Uh, just what I have put in, about a third of the house, and the rest of it is uh, just, uh, you know, nothing in there. And you want to use blown-in because it's just easier? Well, you don't have to put it, then, then I'll tell you what, if, if you don't have a vapor barrier down, I'm not going to tell you to put one in now. You certainly uh, would be difficult to do that at this point in time. If you uh, had no insulation, you had easy access, and you could put down insulation that has a vapor barrier that faces down to the ceiling, so to speak. I assume we're talking about the attic here. The rule is that the vapor barrier always goes towards the heating heated side. But uh, if you're going to go blown in, typically you don't use a vapor barrier. The amount of insulation you need is 22 inches of blown-in. I think 19 inches of bad insulation and 22 inches of blown-in in insulation is what is recommended for uh, your part of the country. But make sure, make sure, make sure, Gene, that you have enough attic ventilation. That's really critical because if the attic doesn't breathe, then insulation will get humid and damp and not work very well. Oh, I've got way high ceiling. I mean, it's a 12-on-12 12 12 pitch. 
Roof, well, man, if you've got a 12-on-12 pitch, why don't you get up there and put down some bat insulation? You don't need to use blown-in. You can use a faced bat insulation with a vapor barrier on the bottom, lay it against the ceiling, and you only need 19 inches of bat insulation because you need more when you use blown-in. And if you put the first layer down, and let's say you use like 10-inch insulation the first time, and you want to put a second layer down, the second layer would be unfaced, and that would be laid perpendicular to the first layer. But if you've got a 12-on-12 pitch and then plenty of room to walk up there, I would definitely do that because, frankly, it's going to be easier for you to, to get around and do anything you need to do in that attic without having the blown-in. Blown-in is, is okay if you have an attic that's really hard to work in, like an attic that's built with a truss roof or something of that nature. Exactly. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Gene. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Nancy in New Mexico is calling in with an electrical question. What can we do for you? I was wondering, I'm considering buying a home and uh, the plugs throughout everywhere in the house except for the laundry room, which was apparently added on, remodeled, whatever. The rest of the house has only two-pronged plugs. Right. Do you have to pull off the sheetrock and completely rewire in order to convert those to three-pronged? Well, I mean, you may not need three-pronged outlets. You can certainly use an adapter. I mean, a two-pronged outlet is a grounded outlet. Uh, it's not quite as modern as a three-prong, but there is actually a trick of the trade where in areas that you're concerned, like, for example, in the bathroom or the kitchen, you can actually add a ground-fault circuit interrupter, which is a three-prong type of an outlet that has a ground-fault built into it that will turn off if someone's receiving a shock. Mm -hmm. It's possible to wire that into the existing uh, outlets. If it's done correctly, what it'll do is it'll turn off the outlet if there's a diversion occurring to a ground source. So it has the same effect, even though it's not a three-prong system. It basically has the same effect as it. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Okay, so so it could be done easier and cheaper than I was thinking. Right. I mean, you don't have to tear out the walls. Generally, you want to add this ground fault circuit interrupter, that type of outlet, anywhere where it could possibly become in contact with water. So like Tom said, in the bathroom, on the backsplash in the kitchen. You know, sometimes people put them on the outside since generally if you're plugging in, you know, holiday lights or something and, you know, rain, etc. So it can be done without tearing apart everything. Does this house have a basement? No basement. Does it have an attic where you can access across the uh, sort of the ceiling area? It's it's a pitched roof, but otherwise, no. I'm in the southwest. They don't believe in attics or basements. Yeah, you don't have much room to get any wiring in there, so you're going to have to do the best you can with what you have to work with. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome, Nancy. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Up next, we've got important steps to take to make sure your deck is safe for a season of summer fun. Get your pencil ready. We'll have your deck safety checklist next. You're in a Money Pit. Money 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you can be part of the Money Pit by picking up the phone and giving us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. We are going to give you the answer to your home improvement question, but we're also going to enter you in our prize drawing every hour. And we've got one for this hour's callers. We're giving away the three-in-one LED tripod flashlight from Stanley. And it's got a hand-free tripod design, so you can sort of prop it open and shine it up to wherever you're working underneath the counter. It's even got a magnetic base so you can stick it to the roof, you know, the hood of your car if you're doing some work in the garage. But what's super cool is that it sort of disconnects and becomes three separate flashlights. It's really a great prize. It's super powerful. The lenses are shatterproof. It's worth about 30 bucks. But if we pick your name out of the Money Pit hard hat, it could be yours for free. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. And might I add, by way of this hint, that would make a great Father's Day gift. <laughs> If you want to pass that along to anyone on my side of the family there, Les. All right, I'll email the kids. I'll let them know. <laughs> hey, for more great gift ideas, you want to visit moneypit.com and check out our Father's Day gift guide online right now. Mm-hmm. And you know what? While you're online, if you're looking for some ideas, you know, maybe you're looking for something to add to your backyard, or if you've already got a deck and you want to make sure that it's in good shape, you know, all that information is there on moneypit.com. But we want to share with you something super important about your backyard because a deck is It's really a super valuable asset that can extend your home's living space out of doors. And you're probably using it a lot right now, and you're going to use it a ton more going forward in the summer. So you want to make sure that yours is safe. So here are five important warning signs. You want to write these down that you need to check for before you have that huge 4th of July party and you've got, you know, 100 people on it. You know, God forbid a disaster could happen. So check these things out. First of all, you want to look for loose or wobbly rails or posts. Then you want to look for missing connections. You know, for example, say your deck is nailed to only one side of the house. You want to make sure that all of, you know, your ducks are in a row and everything is attached where it's supposed to be. Then you want to look for signs of corrosion, signs of rot, and any cracks. Now, if you spot any of these, professional repair is probably your best bet. Absolutely. And if your deck needs to be completely replaced, you might want to think about using a professional deck builder because they can tell you about alternative decking products like Fiverr, for example which is a great way to avoid corrosion, to avoid rot, to avoid cracks, all those nasty things that impact the quality of the deck when it's all complete. The surface with a product like Fiveron is non-organic, so there's really nothing there for mildew and mold to take hold on. And also, they have great designs that make it look and even feel just like real wood. Fiveron's got an amazing Horizons line with several tropical wood colors. These are just gorgeous. I know that you built your deck out of Mm -hmm. uh, the Fiveron Horizon line, and I'm actually building a project right now out of it in a very moist, damp area. We're constructing a bridge uh, over a stream with this product, and it's just absolutely gorgeous with my uh, son's local Boy Scout troop. So nice stuff. It's got a 20-year limited stain and fade warranty as well. If you want more tips on uh, Fiveron's Horizon line and all the Fiveron decking products, go to their website at fiverondecking.com. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. John in Illinois is calling in with a lawn question. What can we do for you today? Hi, I want to get rid of zoysia grass. How is the, what, what's the best way to get rid of it? Why do you want to get rid of it? Because in all of my experience, zoysia is like a super durable, drought-tolerant, excellent choice for a lawn. It is if you're farther south, but we're up kind of north up by Iowa and Missouri, okay. and I only have a green lawn about two, three months out of the year. 
Interesting. And you're watering it adequately? Uh, we've been getting more rain the last few years. Uh, we've only lived in our home for a year, but we've gotten lots and lots of rain. That should not be an issue. <laughs> so is the entire hmm. lawn uh, zoiza right now? No, it's it's kind of working its way over, and it's actually made right. its way into our neighbor's yard, mm. and I'm sure she's delighted with that as well. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the best way, when it really starts to take over your lawn, the best way to get rid of it is do something called a Roundup Restoration, and this is something that you have to do in the fall. But essentially what it means is that you're going to spray that whole area of lawn with Roundup and you're going to let it die off and you're going to wait about two weeks and then you're going to seed it. And what you're going to find is that the dead grass holds the seed quite nicely and it will start to germinate and come back up through the dead grass. And next uh, spring you'll have a green, completely brand spanking new beautiful lawn. And just one chime with the Roundup ought to yep. take care of all that. Yeah, yeah, one time, should. yeah. You're going to freak oh. out your neighbors because they're going to think what happened to your lawn because it's all going to turn brown. <laughs> But, They're you know, used to it being brown by now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you do that, that's like the one-step way to get rid of everything that's in your lawn that you don't want, the weeds and, and so on, because it just completely kills it off, but it doesn't hurt the seed. And then you put good quality fresh seed in there, and it starts to grow back up through the dead grass and really takes hold. And it takes about you know two seasons to really get into a real thick state, but you'll have a green lawn next year. It'll just be very fine. Great. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Jonah. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, heading over to Colorado to chat with Larry about a driveway makeover. What's going on? Yeah, I've got uh, a driveway that's got some uh, a lot of chipping all over it, and it's uh, just all of us, you know, all kind of all did at once. We had a bad snowstorm. Okay. And then uh, after that snowstorm, it just uh, flaked. Like, I, you know, I couldn't have done a better job with a chip, with a, one of those uh, hammers. Or, <laughs> I don't want to tear out the whole thing, but I want to, you know, lay something over it, either asphalt you, or... You could resurface it with epoxy. Um, you, you could use an epoxy. Um, it's essentially like an epoxy patching compound. And you, you need to wait for the right weather. So, you know, spring or summer or fall, probably spring or summer is the best time to do it. Uh, and an epoxy patching compound has a very good adhesive quality to it, so it'll stick to the driveway. Uh, and you can essentially trowel it on and almost give your driveway sort of like a, a scrolled kind of look to it. And that's an option for you that will give you something else to do besides, you know, a total tear out, Larry. Yeah, okay. You know, a good place to start is QuickCrete. They have a lot of great uh, products that can help with this. And also AboCrete, A-B-O-C-R-E-T-E. Uh, they have more commercial applications, but you'll find products there that can be used to rebuild any kind of deteriorated concrete. Larry, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Helen in New York has a wallpaper question. What can we do for you? Yes, I was. I had wallpaper removed, and the sizing was still on the wall, but it was painted over. What can be done about that? But the the paint is not, you know, not. So is the paint sticking or you don't like the fact that you can see the seams and it looks like they're still wallpaper? Mm, you can still see the sizing. Right. So you want to try to cover that up. I want to try to get rid of all of that. Yeah. Well, if you want to try to get rid of it, your best bet is to um, 
probably score the sizing first. There's a product out there called a Paper Tiger. It's like a circular handheld tool that has a lot of little blades on it. And you score that wallpaper, and then you would rent a steamer, like a wallpaper steamer, and you would steam that wall to sort of loosen up the adhesive on the backside, and all of those little cuts and perforations that you've made on the sizing itself will allow that moisture to get behind it and then you can peel away those strips. Now, it's a time-consuming project, and chances are when you get done with it, the wall is still going to have a little bit of you know residue from glue, and you can try to clean that up with TSP, which is trisodium phosphate. That might get a little bit of it off, but you may still have some unevenness on that wall surface, and if you do, that's okay. I mean, there's really... You know, not much you can do about it. You can sand. You can try your best to sort of freshen it up. But I would cover over it, you know, prime first and then paint with a flat finish. Because if you go anything higher than a flat, you're going to notice every, you know, uneven surface because of the sheen in the paint. Yeah. Okay. And another, another thing, how, do you, how can I wash my windows without making them streaky? Do you use paper towels? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Try using black and white newspaper. You know, be really careful when you get around the panes by the, you know, the painted areas because sometimes the newspaper ink can transfer. But that, I mean, there's something miraculous about newspaper that makes it so it doesn't get streaky. And also, you can use vinegar and water rather than using a window cleaning product. Ah, vinegar and water. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll try that. Okay. Dan in Texas needs some help with a leaky roof. What can we do for you today? Hi, uh... Well, my dad's getting older, and he's got a couple of shingles. It's a shingle roof leaking into the attic. Okay. Not a lot, just drops. How do I get on the top and find those holes? I've been underneath. We've used magnets and all kinds of stuff to center right under the spot where it's leaking at. Mm-hmm. But how do I find What am I looking for underneath the shingle? Mm. Well, uh, typically roofs are going to leak wherever there's a protrusion through the leak through the roof. So, for example, a waste pipe from a plumbing system or an intersection of two roofs that come together or intersection with a lower roof with, a, with a, a second story wall or something of that nature, or around a chimney. So those are the most likely culprits. How old is uh, your dad's house, Dan? Oh, God, it's 50 years old. Um, do you know if but his the roof, roof is... is about 15 years old. Okay, you know, that's interesting because I was going to tell you that about 15 years ago, um, we started using fiberglass-based shingles as opposed to cotton-based shingles, and the fiberglass shingles can tend to crack and if they do crack, they can leak. Unfortunately, the cracks are kind of hard to find. You almost have to be walking on the roof to see them. But what you'll find is where the old shingles used to sort of curl up and, and, and shrink and lose some of their granules. Yeah, to let the, you know that they were sort of failing. Yeah, the fiberglass sh- sh- shingles will just fracture is the best way to put it. And I've been on these roofs and looked down and just seen a whole bunch of broken shingles cracked right through. But again, you can't see them until you're right on top of it. Um, the other way to do this, which is uh, there's, a, there's a tool that could be used to find a leak that's basically an infrared uh, heat gun, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's used very often to find energy leaks in houses. But you will find that when you get a water leak, that the temperature of the, of the, of the roof where the water is. different enough to register on the scan. Yeah, it'll show as a cold spot. There's something I'll need a second mortgage to buy, though. Yeah, no, you well, would rent it or you would um, hire, a, a, hire an inspector has who has one. Yeah. And then they simply come in and sort of scan the area, and they can pinpoint exactly where this leak is coming from on both sides so you know exactly where the repair needs to be done. And it, it can help you save a lot of time and energy as far as, you know, trying to sort of pin the tail on the donkey so you know exactly where to do the repair. Yeah. We've been pulling up shingle by shingle and tarring underneath each one. Oh, Oh, gosh, no. I think that's worth the rental. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> right there. Oh. Well, I hope that gives you some ideas, Dan. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, we are going to share with you great ideas for gifts for Father's Day, including the must-have tools and some fantastic garage makeover tips. Really super ideas for the dads in your life. So stick around. Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if a man's home is his castle, the heart of that home is his garage. Most of us love having that space to ourselves. So what would be the best Father's Day gift ever? Well, how about decking out that garage with some great new tools, some equipment, and some storage boxes? All right. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. And so here to tell us how to do it and do it right for the dads in our lives, we've got Bob Gefeller from Lowe's. Welcome, Bob. How you doing, Leslie and Tom? We are uh, happy to have you. And uh, you guys are uh, featuring an awful lot of product for Father's Day. It's uh, one of the big home improvement holidays of the year. Tools certainly beats ties. Uh, where do you begin if you want to deck out your garage for Dad? Well, I, I appreciate the tools certainly beats ties. That's a, that's a good start. I appreciate the time today. And, you know, if, you, um, if you're a, a dad and you really want to deck out your garage, Lowe's is a great place to go because we've got, you know, all kinds of gifts for Dad at, at the holiday time and certainly for Father's Day. Bob, what about storage? I mean, a lot of guys have a ton of stuff out there in the garage, but yet no place to put it. What are some good ideas to sort of keep it organized and get everything put in its place? Well, storage is definitely a huge opportunity for dads, particularly since dads tend to gather a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, we do the that, first don't place we? to start um, would be in our tool storage. We have a whole line of cobalt tool storage, big storage chests, all the way down to small storage chests, some small ones that might just sit on a workbench in a garage. We also have uh, a system called Gladiator that allows you to customize your garage storage. So you basically um, put it up on the wall. And you can start with hooks that are very small and inexpensive. You can move to some small cabinetry that you can hook up on the wall to to pull some things off the floor and get them off the floor of your garage. Or you can also basically install cabinets that are the size of a very large filing cabinet that would go almost floor to ceiling. That's very cool. I saw a cobalt uh, storage uh, tool chest at your uh, store recently that had a a built-in refrigerator and even I think it was a CD player or an iPod uh, player. Indeed it did. Built-in refrigerator, uh, it has a radio, it has an iPod MP3 player. It's the, it's the coolest tool we've got to hang out in your garage. Wow, how did I ever survive all these years without that tool chest? We're talking to Bob Gefeller from Lowe's. Let's say we're on a budget here, Bob, and we want to suggest some gifts for kids to buy Dad. What are some small places to start? Well, when you come to, to Lowe's during the uh, kind of the, from Memorial Day to Father's Day, um, you're going to be greeted actually right in the center of our store as you come in if you're if you're a, a, a child uh, coming in with your mom to shop with an area that we're calling Great Gifts for Dad. And we are going to have gifts 
basically $20 and below, $10 and below, and even $5 and below because we were hoping that, uh, you know, some of those kids would come in and, and buy some small tool items for, for their dads. We've got a, a great lineup of uh, tape measures. We've got hand tools from Cobalt. We've got utility knives um, of all sorts, frankly, that uh, obviously a lot of dads uh, like to keep, you know, in their uh, in their tool chest in their garage. But we have a, a number of tools at a great value for somebody who's really on a budget for Father's Day. Dads love to hang out in garages, but many garages are so crowded we don't have a place for it. If we are able to actually get that uh, that car out of the garage and move some of that storage around, how can we fix up that space? Well, I think the first thing you can do is you get that car out of there and you want to spruce up that garage. First place to spruce up is your floor. And we've got a full line of uh, floor coatings that can actually allow you to paint your floor either a solid red, a solid blue, or I've even seen some guys with their garages painted in that uh, the checkered flag pattern to put that beautiful car on top of. So clean up the floor, get the dust out. As it relates to the walls, you can always paint those walls, but I would go with some storage and organization that you can basically put on the walls, get your products off the floor, hang your garden tools, hang your rakes, hang your bags, hang the stuff, the, all the duffels and all that sporting equipment that your, your kids probably have all over your garage, and then, you know, give yourself some space to move around. So, Bob, what's new in Power Tools? I mean, if you've got a dad that really already has everything you can imagine, where can we go to get something that he doesn't already have? I think the best value you're going to find in Power Tools right now at Lowe's is is in our combo kits. We've got a full line of DeWalt, Porter Cable, uh, Skill, and Bosch. And if you're looking for a great gift for Dad, um, a combo kit's going to be your best value. Why? Because you get multiple tools at a very low price. And I would like to tell you that Porter Cable at Lowe's is a, is a wonderful brand, exclusive product to Lowe's. And we've got a two-piece a two and a four-piece combo kit that are just wonderful values you can find at Lowe's for Father's Day. Now, Bob, you're a guy that's probably got every tool in the world with your uh, role at Lowe's. What do your kids buy you for Father's Day? <laughs> Good question. Probably a Lowe's gift card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well put. No ties for this guy. Bob Gefeller from Lowe's, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks for having me. Happy Father's Day. Well, we've all heard that old adage, you know, lightning never strikes twice. Well, it doesn't strike twice in the same place, that is. In fact, lightning actually strikes the earth about 20 million times a year. So with all that lightning, is your house adequately protected from lightning damage? Find out after this. Live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. This hour, we're giving away the 3-in-1 LED tripod flashlight from Stanley to one lucky caller. It's got a hands-free tripod design with three flashlights that can be used separately or as one powerful light. The lenses are shatterproof. It's worth about 30 bucks, but can be yours if we pick your name from random from the callers who get on the air with us this hour by picking up the phone right now and calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
All right. Well, we're fully into the summer swing. And as we all know, the summer season truly brings a lot of pretty serious summer storms, regardless of where you are in the country. You're going to get some sort of summer storm happening where you live. Wow, that was a lot of S's I just said out there. (laughs) Now, if you find that you've got a summer storm happening where you are, you know that they can bring lightning and thunder. And with all that lightning, some of it can actually even strike your home. So what are you to do to protect your family and your house from whatever damage that lightning could bring. Now, properly installed lightning protection systems can actually save your home from costly damage. Now, if you have lightning arresters professionally installed on your roof, this way, if the lightning does strike, these arresters are going to use protected cabling systems to redirect all of that energy from the lightning away from your house and into the ground where it can disperse properly and safely and keep you and all your electronic items safe. Absolutely. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. Before you pick up the paintbrush, pick up the phone and call us right now. We'll give you tips to make that project easier to get done. Walter in North Carolina is having a plumbing issue. Tell us about the problem. Uh, I have one faucet, a mystery faucet that has a hissing noise on the hot water side every time I turn it on. Mm. Now, let me explain. We did have a water main break uh, last Sunday, but it did it two weeks before that, and then now it's still doing it. So you have a hissing sound when you open up the hot water, so it's like it has air in the line? Yes, and then sometimes uh, after that, too. Mm. Well, invariably, with a hot water line, there's always, there's always more off-gassing of oxygen as it leaves the water. The water heater does a good job of baking that out, so to speak. Um, one of the things that you can install that actually softens some of that is water hammer arresters, which will also capture the air. Where would I put that, right? The before? water hammer arrestor goes usually along the main supply pipe. What kind of house is this? A, a, is it a ranch or a two-story colonial or what? All right, so generally the lines come in with the ranch. They come in at the main, and they're going to go parallel with the main beam of the house, uh, down of the house, down the line of the house, and then uh, tap off to the bathrooms. Usually, you'll put it at the end of the line. Very good, appreciate it. I listen to your show every Sunday. Well, fantastic! I'm glad that we ha- we were able to help you out. Thank you again. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Lee in Wisconsin is having some mildew issues in the bath. What can we do for you today? Yes, I have, and I'm not sure if it's mildew or mold because I don't know the difference. Uh, But I have a couple of spots on the bottom of my window in the bathroom, and after I shower, I turn the fan on and open the window, but I'd like to know how to get rid of them and how to eliminate them. Well, it's really a moisture management issue. Mold in the bathroom is pretty common. Uh, Usually it's cladosporium, which is the type of mold. Most people are not sensitive to that, but it is uh, pretty ugly and gross. So what you want to do is mix up a bleach and water solution and spray it down, let it sit for 5, 10, 15 minutes, and then scrub it so that it goes away. And then what I would recommend you do is, do you have a bath fan? Yes, I have, and I always run it after. Yeah, the bath fan. Is well, you it should on a run time? it during and after. And once you're done with the shower, you should keep it on for ten or fifteen minutes more because that's when you open the door and the real condensation starts to happen. What you can do is install the bath fan onto what's called an occupancy sensor with a timer, so oh, that okay. whenever somebody walks into the room, the bath kicks on, the fan kicks on, and then it stays on for ten or fifteen minutes. However when long no, you set it for. When there's no movement. Well, I didn't realize that you could do that in the home. I knew that they had that in in. Uh, Restaurants or hotels? No, it's I, the same same electronics. Uh, not that expensive. Very common and easy as easy to install as replacing a light switch. Well, I bet my husband could do that. He he no told me to use bleach and water, but I didn't 
I didn't believe him. Well, you know, he's a smart guy, Lee. Give him a break. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right, we've got Jim in New Jersey who's dealing with some hard water issues. Jim, what can we do for you? Uh, hi. Uh, we live in uh, northern New Jersey, and our water is supplied by town wells. Okay. And uh, we, uh, we notice that we have a salon sprinkler system, and we notice we're getting some white etching on the glass. And as well, the, uh, we have a hot tub spa that every time we get it tested, when we refill it, we get high alkalinity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hear you speak of the easy water system, or whatever the application might be good for us. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, I would give the Easy Water folks a call because they are very, very knowledgeable about what the system works well for and what doesn't work well for. Um, I installed one. I was very happy with the results. I especially like that it was very easy to install because... Mm, it's one you can do yourself. Yeah, because essentially you plug the unit in near the main water line and then you wrap uh, an electrical wire around the main water line that creates the uh, the, electron- the electronic field that sort of changes the polarity of the minerals in the water, and that stops them from sticking together. Yeah, because we notice we get, like, some deposits on the shower head. Right, and, that, and that's designed to stop all that. So I would give them a call, though, and talk specifically about it. They're very, very knowledgeable, and if you tell them exactly what the water results are, they can tell you what the unit can and can't do. But if it'll work, it's going to be a lot less expensive uh, than putting in a, a plumbing-based system. Lisa in Illinois, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I bought an old two-story, 100-year-old storefront building, two-story balloon frame construction, and I've had it completely gutted. Now I'm wondering, after the electrician, what kind of insulation do you recommend? I'm considering wet cellulose or spider fiberglass. Okay. And I wondered if those were what you recommend. I know foam is a really great insulator, but I can't afford to do the whole structure mm-hmm. in foam. So the walls are off right now? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's completely gutted. Right. Yeah, I mean, a product like isonine would be really cool because you could yeah. blow it in and seal up all of those old gaps. But if you can't go that way, I guess I would probably just use a standard fiberglass. I would just make sure I did a really good job with choosing uh, the right deck, the right thickness so that we get it through the entire wall cavity. I would make sure you use a vapor barrier on the inside surface. And I think that you'll find uh, a very well-insulated, comfortable building if you do that. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, hard-to-remove stains are not so difficult with the right products. We've got tips on how to get rid of tough stains like smoke after this. Money Pit is brought to you by Fiberon Horizon Decking and their new tropical hardwood colors. Ensure your deck stays as beautiful as the rest of your home. Insist on Horizon Decking. To learn more, visit FiberonDecking.com. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, if you need info on a project right away, make MoneyPit.com your one-stop resource for information, product recommendations, and resources. You can search everything we've ever written about home improvement online at MoneyPit.com. Plus, listen to a year's worth of our radio shows, which is enough to make me really sick. So maybe (laughs) just do it in small bits. You can all find it organized online at moneypit.com. And while you're online, you can email us your question. And I've got one here from Richard in Morristown, New Jersey, who writes, how can I remove or lighten a dark smoke stain on the fascia of a white brick? It's not painted, but it is a white brick fireplace. Mm, Interesting. 
Um, I think the solution there would be to mix up some TSP, mm-hmm. which is tri-sodium phosphate. You will find that in the paint aisle of most hardware stores and home centers into sort of a paint-like consistency. Put it on there, let it sit for a while, and then rinse it off. Now, remember, it might do a really good job and take off so much of it that you'll just have to keep going and do the rest of the brick fireplace because <laughs> it is going to lighten it up. So you may want to try it maybe on the side first, just kind of see what effect it has. All right, Jim in Valley Cottage, New York writes, I want some ideas to improve the look of regular concrete steps. I found a system that either uses a stamped overlay or a stenciled finish. How durable is this type of work? Well, I think it, the durability is going to have to do with the product. And mm-hmm. if you're putting anything on top of existing concrete, it better be epoxy-based. Otherwise, Otherwise it's, simply, it's not going to stick. Yeah, it's not going to stick. So there are a lot of finish systems that you can try, but just make sure that it's epoxy-based. Otherwise, it's going to peel and crack off probably the first winter that you get, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really want to make sure that it's applied properly. Then those stenciling systems truly give you a chance to create something unique and beautiful and all your own. Well, this is the season for summer barbecues, but there's one guest that you want to keep away, and that is the insect guest. And I'm not talking about your relatives that bug you. I'm talking about <laughs> the real insects. Leslie is on Bug Patrol this hour and has got some great advice in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word on how to keep those annoying pests away from your summer fun. Yeah, just invite me to your barbecue because for some reason they love me and I'm always covered in mosquito <laughs> you will be bites. You'll be attractant. Exactly. Just have Leslie at your party and she'll get all the bites. You know, send me to the other side and everybody else can have a nice time. (laughs) But seriously, you know, mosquitoes, bees and all of those other flying insects, they can really take a bite out of your backyard fun if you let them, that is. You know, there are lots of ways to control insects on your deck or on your patio. Now, the first thing you can do is get rid of all of that standing water, which is, as we know, where they breed. In fact, I once read something about mosquitoes being able to breed in like a soda cap full of water. So gross. If you've got it, get rid of it. And in that tiny soda cap of water, they can lay thousands of eggs. So think about that. If you've got a baby pool filled with water, turn it over, dump it out, get it out of there. You want to also get rid of kids' toys and empty out candle holders and all of those other decorative items you've got around your yard that tend to collect water after it rains. Just plain turn them over so you're not going to have that breeding area. You know, you can also use a backyard fogger to create a bug-free perimeter. Now, when you're enjoying your outdoor space, citronella candles, they can actually provide both ambiance and bug repellent, and they don't smell like they used to. So they really do get rid of the bugs and create a nice time. Now, you can also use personal repellents with DEET. I mean, I find that that's the one that really keeps the bugs away the best. Yeah, it does. But just make sure that you give yourself a good rinsing before you go to bed because you don't want to sleep with that on you. It can just really irritate your skin if you leave it on too long. But it does work. So don't run and hide when the bugs are out. Get out there and make them go away and enjoy yourself. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We certainly hope you've enjoyed yourself this hour. We hope that you've gotten some ideas on how to make your home more enjoyable and your projects easier to accomplish. Coming up next week on the program, we've got easy ways to cut down on air conditioning costs, including when and how to use a whole house fan that can cut those costs pretty much in half about this time of the year. That's next week on The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.